Make It Right, the manufacturing podcast. Making something simple isn't always easy. You see it in manufacturing every day. A simple product can require numerous steps and complicated processes. And it's the same thing with communication. The simple act of an employee calling in sick or late for work can lead to a sudden necessary process of filling their spot in very short order. And if that employee's message doesn't get through in a timely manner, depending on the business and their position in the manufacturing plant, their lack of appearance at work can be very costly. Welcome to the Make It Right podcast. I'm Janet Eastman, and as always, I'm here with Kevin Snook. He is the creator of the one and only Manufacturing Leadership Masterclass. Kevin has worked with more than 200 manufacturers in over 30 countries. You might say he's been around the block, and we are really happy to have Gary Hanna here on the show with us. He is the CEO of a Canadian company called Vocantis. It helps manufacturers and other types of businesses communicate quickly and simply with their employees. Gary, it's been a very long time, but it's really good to see you again. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Janet. So I'd like you to, I'm not going to try and explain what your technology does. I would like you to share the problem that your product solves for manufacturers and how you actually Mm -hmm. came to know that they even had a problem. Yeah, I mean, you know, quite frankly, uh, what you just described is the problem. I couldn't do better myself, Janet. So you, you did a great job you know, kind of nailing what the problem was. So, I mean, it's, it's actually exactly what you said. It's communication uh, fast and accurately. I mean, it's estimated in last year, I don't have this year's number, but a $3 billion is lost annually due to absenteeism. Huge number. And can you reduce that? Sometimes, of course, no. I mean, people are just going to be late or sick or whatever the case may be. But absenteeism is a problem, of course, in any business, not just manufacturing. But as you pointed out, the challenge in manufacturing, particularly when you have a line that's running back to back, maybe a 24-7 operation, is if I'm a very skilled individual on one particular piece of equipment, and I'm calling an absent today because of whatever reason, I need to get filled or that line's going to stall out. So timeliness of getting Gary backfilled is critical. So you know, being able to call into my manager, Kevin, to say I'm not coming in for my 6 a.m. shift at four in the morning is great. But if Kevin doesn't get up till five, there's not a lot of time to get, you know, Gary backfill. That's one. And another thing that often gets missed is actually late because, you know, I'm, I'm stuck in the transit system and I'm going to be an hour or, an hour or 15 minutes or two hours late. My boss doesn't know. And me as an employee, I just want him to know I'm going to show up. Don't worry. You know, maybe keep Janet back a little bit because I'm going to fill the shift. But lack of information just goes, Kevin may say, you know what, I'm going to hold that person back and let them do a double shift. Well, now I'm paying because Gary's going to show up, right? But I'm also paying for Kevin. So it's really about, you know, communication in a fast and accurate world. And the other thing that often gets missed is the morale side. I mean, employees are generally are very dedicated. They just want the boss to know I told you in the right time. I told you in a timely fashion. If I leave you a voicemail or send you a text, did you get it? Did you read it? I don't know, right? So that's that's the unknown. And that's just all of us frustrated. I don't care if it's you know work-related or just your personal life. So that's the problem, like you said, Janet, that, that we kind of were tasked to, to look at. And a manufacturer about five years, maybe six years ago now, came to us and said, here's my problem. Uh, you're, they were a unionized environment. They had particular rules and regulations about, you know, when and how often you could call in for absence and how much before your shift and a whole bunch of regulations that they negotiated. 
their process was you called into the security manager who wrote down that Janet wasn't going to be coming in today. Janet isn't coming in because she's absent, very light on the detail. Uh, but by the time they got it to Kevin, the line manager, and told Kevin that Gary wasn't coming in, the shift had started and maybe they had to stop the shift. So it really was manufacturing that came to us and we've seen what you've done in other verticals, other solutions. Can you fix this problem? Okay. Kevin, I want to I want you to jump in right here and tell me how many times you've seen this happen where an employee just doesn't show up and nobody knows why and what happens to the line. Yeah, and it's it well, it's it's a very if if it's a 3 billion problem, then it's one worth solving, right? And I didn't know those numbers, but uh, but yeah, clearly absent absenteeism itself is a huge problem, but the, just the communication. What I'm interested in uh, with Gary is how do you help that, right? Because you, you could say, well, just call the right person or just send them a text message these days, right? Because, you know, we've got WhatsApp or Line or WeChat or whatever it is around the world that different people are using. Um, how is it that your, your solution is different and, and how does it accelerate the progress of, uh, of that uh, communication? Yeah, great question, Kevin. I mean, so let's say you're my manager and my shift starts at 6 a.m. in the morning. I wake up at 1 a.m. I'm not feeling well. Do you want me to call you or text you at 1 a.m. to say that? Probably not, because I'll feel guilty thinking you're going to answer the darn thing, right? So I'll, I'll go back to sleep, hopefully wake up at 5, hopefully, and text you. So by automating the system, I can wake up at 1 a.m. I can call or text in saying I'm absent due to illness, I'm absent due to COVID, um, and go back to bed. I get a confirmation number. So me, the employee, knows you got it you, my manager, it's going to go to your system. But also more importantly, Kevin, it can start a number of other processes. It can update HR right away and update your pay code from a systems point of view. Said so you called in and again, you followed the rules that you are enough hours before the start of your shifts. So you're compliant from a union point of view, if that's a requirement, it can actually open a shift. So let's say Gary is one of those really skilled person that, you know, if you don't have a one Gary on your line, you're shutting the line down. Well, it can actually start the filling process. It can say, find another Gary. Oh, look, Janet has those same skill sets that Gary, let's reach out to Janet, see if she can cover that shift. So it's a 24 seven is one. So that helps employees. They can go back to bed and get to their sleep if they should uh, to get better. The manager gets notified. And often, like you said, you could just call or text in and that's great. I don't know what you as a manager, but often if my employees tell me, Hi, Gary, I'm not coming in today. Bye. Well, that's kind of limited detail. Are you like, why are you sick? When are you coming back? You know, so the robustness of detail isn't there, not necessarily linked to a shift. So let's think about manufacturing for a minute. When you call into a system like ours, I would call in as the employee. I'd put in my employee number. It knows the shift that I'm supposed to be working, right? So it can update that shift directly. It knows who Gary Hanna is. So let's say that maybe you don't remember who Gary Hanna is. You're a manager of 500 people. You maybe don't know everybody by name. So not only is the accuracy of information critical, it's a timeless. You can update the pay code. You can open a shift. You can put a reason code in. You can put in, I'm absent due to COVID. I'm absent due to illness. I'm absent due to car trouble. Um, so a variety of things that often in the world of just calling or texting in, like you said, means I have to call you back. I have to call you know, Janet back and say, okay, yeah, you called in sick. Why? When are you coming back? So it gets rid of all of that, helps with the special skills requirement that we talked about. And if we just also go into the late, uh, late situation is, you know, I'm, I'm driving down the highway here in North America, or I'm in the public transportation center and in various other cities. And if the line gets stopped, well, I just want my boss to know, 
I'm coming in. Don't worry, I'm gonna show up. So maybe hold the person in front of me back 30 minutes, right, to fill my shift. Don't call in a replacement because I'm coming in. So that's part of that $3 billion number is in absence of information, a line needs to keep running. So they're going to do what they need to do and replace you or me when they really didn't need to. They just needed to hold somebody back for a brief period of time. And this is real time. This is, you know, we've, we've always been saying if you want to make a decision, you need good data. If you want to make a fast decision, you need real time data. And, and so this is all live and in real time. And, and I, I understand that it doesn't rely on an operator either. Is, is that correct? You're not calling to a to an operator to try to call this stuff in. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of things related to that question. It's a great question. One, you know, when I started in this business 20 years ago, so there's the gray hair for you. Um, you know, people thought they always wanted to talk to people, which is true from a personnel point of view, uh, you know, and, you know, in COVID, we're all, you know, wanting to talk to people. But as it relates to systems and information, there's always a gap in what you thought I said and what I really said. Uh, so when you're talking to a system, accurate data is critical. The timeliness, like you just said, is critical. As a matter of fact, how the system actually works. If you uh, called in, let's say, to our system, so you called in on employee 1234, you pick I'm absent, absent due to illness. You know, There's a variety of configurations that you can have on the reason code, if you will. At that exact moment in time, we're dipping into their HR or their human capital management system or their scheduling system to say, what is Kevin's shift? So we can play back. Are you talking about the shift at 7 a.m. this morning? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. So it updates that shift, immediately updates your pay code. So the accuracy of information, but more importantly, fast, right? So if you need to keep that line moving uh, and, and stop, I mean, if I think of today's supply chain challenges that we have, it's just a fact, right? We just sometimes don't know that that truck didn't arrive with what we need today. So if I need to say, you know what, uh, don't come in today because we don't have supply or come in later, again, that sets critical information. So a couple of things that it does, it's real time. There's no human interaction involved. Um, everything is tracked and audited, which is why unions like it. And it's configurable. So I'll give you two examples, Kevin, uh, without rambling, because I could talk about this all day, as you probably could tell. Um, you got two things. One, I'm calling into the system. I'm not coming in today because I'm absent. You just want the first person who says, yes, I can fill that shift. So we go out what's called first time, first come, first serve. We go out and say, can you work? First person says, yes, you got the shift. Other highly unionized seniority-based environments want to make sure that the most senior person gets that shift. So we go to everybody. Let's say there's 30 people that could be a Gary replacement. We said, can you work? but you're the most senior and Janet, maybe second in line, you should get the shift, you get the award the next time. So the unions love it. It makes a level playing field for everybody. So is yeah, Gary, is, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, I was just saying, I love that. I love the fact that uh, that you've got everything tracked as well. It's almost like having blockchain in there, right? Just, you can go back to the to the origin of what was actually done and then say, okay, yes, all of the rules were followed, all the boxes, boxes were ticked. Right. There's actually, again, you know, if I looked at 20 years ago or even 15 years ago or five years ago when we started in the manufacturing of this particular solution, of course, unions were a big part of that negotiation and talk track. And initially, it's like, mm, you know, really, we don't want that. We won't, don't want technology imposed on our members. Um, that's changed. Um, there's a lot of things that have come into play. And currently, uh, in a large part of the manufacturing realm that we talk to, is a no-bully 
clause. And the known bully clause is if you're my boss and I call you and say, Kevin, I'm sick today. You said, are you really that sick? You got all these other people working here. Like if you don't show up, we have to shut the line down. That's not good, right? So they, um, the no bully clause is with automation, it can't get judged. There's no forcing you to come to work. And that's becoming part of a lot of union negotiations right now. Do employees like this? You've said that unions like it. Do employees like this? Yeah, there's a couple things. When they know there's something in it for me. And so the something in it for me from an employee point of view is first and foremost, what we talked about a moment ago is if I'm not feeling well at 2 a.m. in the morning, do I want to have to get up again at 6 to, to call my boss or whatever? No, I could just tell it when, you know, when I feel like it roll over, go back to sleep. The other thing is, I mean, as we probably know, uh, in an environment, there's probably some people who really know how to get around systems. The, the, some of the more talented individuals, loosely defined, know how to get around certain systems, certain union environments. And that's great. We call them the high flyers. But there's a whole bucket of people who are playing by the rules who you'll know, get circumvented when these kind of systems are not in place. So once they realize all we're doing here is all those collective agreements that you as a union member negotiated in good faith, we're applying them, right? Everybody's going to now be treated like you wanted to be treated. That's what you negotiated. So we track all the rules. We track the patterns. Uh, you know, and the other thing that I guess is probably our big win when it comes to union is the modes of choice. You know, People aren't created equally from the way they want to communicate. You know, um, you know, I have a 28-year-old daughter. I have a 21-year-old son. You know, some of them never want to talk on the phone. They would never call anybody if their life depended on it. Others would only want to text. Some want Facebook to your comment. Others want email. So we offer all modes of communication. We offer voice. We offer text. We offer email. We offer employee portals. So all the demographics are covered. So you're not cut out by it. So from an employee, that's been a big win for sure. Okay. So, and it's, it's not contingent on, you know, you having a certain type of technology, you can use whatever it is that is most comfortable for you to get the message across saying I'm late or I'm not coming in at all because I'm ill. Yeah, exactly. You can text in, you can call in whatever your comfort level is. And when you call in, and again, just from a, I can call in at 2am and go back to sleep, you get a confirmation, confirmation number. And again, I didn't think that was a big thing when we started this. But, you know, it's a peace of mind. When I call in, I know that Kevin got my message because here's your confirmation number that I called in. I'm compliant. Now, I don't really care whether Kevin reads it or not. Me as an employee, I did what I needed to do. Right, <laughs> right. Okay, yeah, so. I've always, I've always hated that uh, uncertainty about whether something gets through. But I've also right. seen it from the other side where there's certain cultures that I work with where people will. Um, they will try to call you and you don't pick up the phone and then they will send you a text message. You're like, oh, I can't take the text. And then you, you'll get three emails coming one after each other, all with a tracker on to say whether you got the email or not. And why didn't you respond? And I'm like, no, 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 just leave me alone. Right. And so there is that part of that coming both ways where there's a, there's, you get caught up in communication and not knowing whether you've been heard or not. Well, you know, again, I, your audience that I think you talk to, Kevin, I mean, they're probably people that are trying to save money. Um, they obviously want to treat their employees fairly equitably. So everybody wants, you know, the right thing. Um, again, there's some very creative people out there. They actually have Facebook, hidden Facebook pages that they will purposely call in as late as they possibly can before their shift because they know 
you're going to be in such stress. You're going to have to pay that person either to stay on the line and pay overtime or premium pay to big, bring something in. So they actually have private Facebook groups behind the scenes sitting there manipulating the system. So they're very creative. Let me give you that. <laughs> wow. Wow. So Gary, I want to ask you a little question about what happened last year and how your technology was used when all of a sudden there were these massive shutdowns yeah. and massive opens and how did that all work? Yeah, I mean, COVID's been, uh, I don't know, what's it been, 15, 16 months, we lose track, I guess, when I, which is, I guess, telling all in itself how long it's been around. Uh, we had a quote, two quotes, a very similar one. They're called torturing our system. They had no idea how much they were gonna have to use the system over, the, over this year. They could have not done it with people for exactly like you mentioned, Anna. So, I mean, there's a couple of things uh, in distribution and manufacturing, very similar of how they're working is, I had to shut down my plant I, because of a variety of rules and regulations, whether it's COVID related or just the rule of the jurisdiction that, you know, as the, we have here, it's called stay at home order. So you're actually not supposed to be in working unless you're an essential service. I mean, everybody's jurisdiction, of course, is a little bit different. But one of our major manufacturers, they're using um, our system for a couple of things. One, short notice call in. So they've, they've shut down the plant because they really don't know when their supply chain is going to be working properly. It's very sporadic these days and they might get, you know, seven of the eight components, but not enough to finish the line. So they don't want you coming to work. So again, if we, if we look back uh, at some of the union rules that are applied, um, not across the board, but, you know, pretty much I've seen is if I tell you not to come in because of, you know, I don't have enough for you to work, I don't need to pay you. But if I don't tell you to come in and you show up and I have to send you home, I have to pay you. So as a business owner, you know, all right, you know, if I tell Kevin to stay at home because there's no work today or come in later, they're happier because they didn't make the commute, which is sometimes hours, um, and I don't need to pay them. So there's a win-win on both sides. The other thing is short notice to call in is unexpected supply. And we've seen this in the last six months particularly is all of a sudden, boom, there is more supply than they need. So they can actually up the line. We have one of our clients who has a couple hundred notices they send out a day and as they've told people that we're shut down until you tell you we're not shut down. And the notice is very short. So they go out to hundreds, if not thousands of people a day and say, can you work today? Because not everybody can. They might have made other plans, right? So they're using the system more real time based on the just-in-time environment that they're living with from a supply point of view. So um, I mean, that's changed. And the other thing from an absent point of view, which is really interesting when we interviewed our clients, which we just finished doing, is actually... Across the board during COVID, absence are not up, which I'm surprised. I thought they'd be up, but they're longer. So people aren't just calling in sick for tomorrow. They're calling sick for the next three days or some jurisdictions say, if you've been exposed to COVID, you have to be off for 14 days. So that's longer shifts to backfill. So you have less one absences, but more shifts to fill. So again, the system is able to track those. Um, some jurisdictions have COVID days. Um, I don't in my business. But we have you know, X number of absent days that employees are allowed, but some organizations that give you regular absent days and special COVID days, that if you have COVID or exposed to COVID or getting a COVID shot, it doesn't count against your regular bucket. So again, to have an automated system makes it so much easier to track. Because can you imagine if you're the line manager, do you really want to be tracking all that? You've got your line to work. You don't really care that Gary's calling in sick for COVID and this is his third time or whatever, all those things that I need to go code. Let the system do that heavy lifting for you. Yeah, yeah. Gary, on, on that point, um, there's manufacturing companies are always busy. Manufacturing companies, distribution companies, that you know, they're, 
they're, they've always got something going on. Right. And there's there's got to always be another priority than putting a system in that helps people communicate from HR to the individuals. What what when do you normally get the call? Is it normally when there's been some kind of disaster and, and something's happened or um, because I, I know what it's like as a supplier as well. You, you're knocking on doors and you, you have to you have to find the right person at the right time with the right need in order to be able to get through the door. Right. What, what's normally happening when when somebody invites you in? Yeah, a couple of things, but probably most predominantly, Kevin, is that they've realized that their process is very manual and they're having gaps and they just can't keep up with the, the new uh, different variants. And I don't mean variants as it relates to COVID, but different variants of why people aren't coming in. It used to be fairly simple, right? I'm not coming in because I'm sick today. That's it, right? And you'd call your manager, like you said, at the get-go of this conversation. And just the complexity of, of that is, is gone higher. And I guess almost more importantly is the employees want to know that they're being treated equally. So for instance, um, you know, on our system, you can call in and check what's your balance. So some people just want to know, okay, am I out of days and those sorts of things? Well, they're just tying up a ton of people resources. So when we usually get the call to answer your question is just our process is broken and we've got all the data. It's not a matter of we don't have systems to pull and push the data into. It's why are we using security guards and you know, the manager has to update something. The HR person has to update something. Payroll has to be involved. You know, it just, why? Like why there's low value touch points on these things, you know, and the ROI is so quick that, um, you know, they're all struggling. I mean, as manufacturing distribution, I mean, some of those are fairly tight margin businesses that they're running. And so they're really making sure that they can, one, treat their employees fairly because they, they need to make sure they keep their labor force compliant and they're, they're doing the right thing. But just as importantly, they need to make sure that the labor force is playing by the rules they've negotiated as well. So you mentioned- I'm sorry, Janet, I keep- No, 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 good, no, go ahead, Kevin. I mean, you've got great questions. <laughs> yeah, it's the point around, have you found that the convergence of technology has made this easier for you? I know that you've been in the business for a while, but is there anything that's changed recently? Because we were talking before about real-time data and certainly on production lines with the new ability and as we're moving more towards industry 4.0, there's a lot more available at a lot lower cost. Is that true in your business as well? You know, what I think is is kind of the pivot thing in the last, I'll call it 24 months, maybe more like 18, is people aren't scared of technology anymore. And I know that sounds simple and probably, is, you know, in the business that you're in of doing these things, you go, really? Come on now. But at the end of the day, that's one of the other things that COVID has changed is people are realizing you have to embrace technology to get the job done because people might not be in the office, but you can still run a business remotely. Um, so the, the embracement of technology is easy. And Going back to why people enjoy using our system is the modes of communication are friendly. It's a phone. If you want to pick up the phone because you're, you know, X generation, that's your comfort level. That's great. If you want to text in, that's great. If you want to use a mobile app, that's great. So, I mean, you know, I guess that's what's really highlighted and really pushed us in the last, you know, 18, 24 months. It's not necessarily that technology at its core, but it's people realizing it's not that bad. There actually is something in it for me to use it. Mm -hmm. Gary, is there like a sweet spot for you as to the size of company that is best for this technology? Great question, Janet. Um, not necessarily size, it really comes down to process. If you have a uh, middle system, and the middle system typically would be a human capital management system, 
an HR system, a finance system that tracks scheduling. If you have a scheduling system, you're going to save money at the end of the day, for sure. Because in today's world, you're probably using paper power to update that. So your ROI is going to be substantial. So the sweet spot really is, are you, are you currently tracking that middle component? If you're not, if you're using an Excel spreadsheet you know, to track your scheduling, you can save some money. It's a little bit longer haul. Um, okay. but, but really, people have spent a lot of money, to, to Kevin's point a minute ago, on that middle component, you know, making sure their finance systems are singing, making sure the distribution systems are, are linked, the logistics are, are sweet right across the board. Well, this is another layer that kind of sits around that. Imagine that's in the middle, but at the end of the day, the labor force drives all of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kevin, do you have any final questions? No, for me, I think it's wherever there is a data opportunity, a real-time data opportunity that takes the middleman out, then you're always going to get benefits in cost and accuracy. And I think in a system like this, the accuracy is a critical part of it as well. So, uh, no, I've... I, I, I wasn't aware of this kind of system before. Um, so this is new for me. <laughs> Good that we're learning as we go through this as well. Um, but as I, as I look through your, your LinkedIn profile and your websites, and I, I look through a few YouTube videos that you've got out there, it started to paint that picture of why this is so important. And uh, so no, no, no more questions. I think you've answered what I, what I was shouting down the phone at. <laughs> right. Gary, do you have like um, a story that you can share from a manufacturer who just said, oh my goodness, I'm so glad we had this system now? Yeah, so there was one is actually last Thursday, so it's fairly current. I mean, we have lots of, lots of great stories, which is always so fun. As you know, you love to hear about people using your stuff because they envision things you never even thought about. Uh, their challenge was that you know, prior to our system, they were having people working 40 days in a row. And the reason they were doing that is, is a lot of their staff just were feel good kind of people. So when I called in sick, they would call Kevin and say, could you do the double time? Could you do an overtime shift? Oh, okay. And they'd always say yes. And at the end of the day, um, you know, those people are great employees for sure, but that's not good for them. I mean, from their health issue, it's not good. From a safety issue, that's not good. So to have a system like this can actually give people a better quality and balance of life. The sooner I know that I'm, you know, Janice not coming in, the easier it is to fill that shift. And I don't need to hold back that person on the line. So, I mean, you know, we really pride ourselves in, you know, the quality, the life balance and those sorts of things. And morale, we had a number of organizations, the one I spoke to you that came to us five years ago, they're scheduling audits. Because the thing that we often miss when people call in absence is that's just the beginning of the journey. I called in absent. I have to go fill that shift. I have to go do other things. So that scheduling office is hammered. They need to go find somebody to fill the shift. They needed managers yelling at them saying, where is my person that's supposed to be coming in today, right? It's just chaos. So they're trying to do their job. It's, it's a boiler pit that they're doing. And they're actually said, not only are they able to have those people do longer term planning, so vacation planning and all those kind of things instead of the immediacy because they can use our system, their morale has gone up and the retention level of those staff people has increased. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. Any key takeaways for us, Gary? You know, like we talked about, it's 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 about communication, fast, accurate, and something in it for me. That's always going to be the best thing. Um, I mean, clearly the ROI is amazing. You know, typically four to six months. You know, we try and call it a year just to play on the safe side of things. Um, you know, we often think it's bad to track and audit things, and it's not. I mean, it's it's not Big Brother. Uh, union negotiated things on good faith. If they're members. 
uh, can see that they're actually getting more shifts or getting treated equal against the high flyers, you know, it's going to help them at the end of the day. So in, often people think automation is somebody from above pushing it down. It, this is not the kind of situation we see at all. It's actually embraced across the board. Okay. Gary, so great to see you and good to talk to you again. Stay in touch. Good to see you, Kevin. Thanks very much. All right. Cheers. That is Gary Hanna. He is the CEO of Vocantis. They are a Canadian-based company. That's our show this week. You can check out our Twitter and LinkedIn feeds that are on our podcast page. Subscribe and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. We're on iTunes, Stitchers, Spotify, and YouTube. And uh, if you're looking for ways to transform your manufacturing business, be sure to check out Kevin's book, Make It Right, Five Steps to Align Your Manufacturing Business from the Front Line to the Bottom Line. I'm Janet Eastman. Thanks so much for listening to Make It Right. We'll see you next week.